In this episode, we're going to talk all about how and why you would make PPC test listings to help validate your next cool product launch idea. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon world, and I'm going to have a serious conversation with myself today. No guest, but I wanted to go over PPC test listings. This is something that maybe you heard about first from Tim Jordan on Project X a couple of years ago, but it, but I've talked about it in some of my Project 5K case studies. I've been using this almost exclusively to launch over 40 products in the last year uh, for different case studies I've done. And we're gonna talk about what exactly these are and and how they've helped me and how they could help you. But before I start, let me just say that this is not something that's a requirement if you're gonna sell on Amazon. You know, there's plenty and plenty of sellers out there who have tons of success and have never done anything like this. But in the different niches that I do, this has really helped me to, to validate a lot of the demand, all right? So first of all, let's just talk about why you would do a test listing and then what they are. So first of all, what they are. So when we say PPC test listing, this is like, you're not sure you wanna sell a product on Amazon. You found a product opportunity and you're just gonna, you know, uh, test it out, you know, the try and see how uh, much demand there is. There, there might be different reasons you're gonna, uh, you're gonna look into that. We're gonna get into that in a little bit, but. It's basically means you're only going to get like, you know, one unit, five units, 10 units, send it into Amazon, fulfill it yourself, create a, a throwaway listing as it were, and, and then just send a lot of traffic to it with a high bids on PPC and, you know, just see how it does, what kind of traction it gets. All right. So that, that's in a nutshell, what is a PPC test listing? Now, why did we do it for the original Project X listings? And, and why have I done that since then with Project 5K? Well, with Project X, what we were doing was we were going into niches where there was either little to no history of activity on Amazon, all right? So it wasn't like, oh, there's already like, you know, 15 guys who are making $10,000 a month, so we know there's tons of demand for this exact kind of product. You know, that that wasn't the niches we were going for. The coffin shelf, it it definitely seemed like there was demand, but it was sporadic because the, the, the one seller of coffin shelves before us they were never in stock. Like they would just be in stock for like a couple of weeks and then be out of stock for a month, you know? So we're just like, we want to just make sure that there's enough demand here. You know, we can see the search volume, but, but is there a lot of buyer intent? You know, that that's something that search volume really can't tell you is buyer intent. But what does buyer intent mean? Buyer intent is, is probably somebody's searching a keyword to actually purchase something instead of just browsing, you know? So that was one of the reasons we did for the coffin shelf. Now for the egg tray, it was different. Remember, we were doing a wooden egg tray, all right? Now, the main keywords that we saw demand in was egg tray and, and egg holder without the, the word wood. And then if you search those at the time, you know, two years ago, it was nothing but, but like plastic and metal ones. But the reason why we went with this egg tray was because we saw that on Etsy and Pinterest, it seemed to be a trend for wooden ones and rustic kind of decor. But we weren't sure. It's like, we don't see a lot of success of this, actually zero success of a wooden egg tray on Amazon. 
So we're kind of taking a leap of faith. Like, can we get traction? Because that's the case. That's the case sometimes on Amazon is general demand for a keyword, right? There might be something that all it needs is exposure and you can go ahead and get some, some sales from it without there being existing demand for that particular type. It's just a matter of people don't know it exists. Like I didn't know there was a such thing as wooden egg trays. If I think of egg cartons or egg trays, you know, I think of plastic ones, right? Or, 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 or things that go in your refrigerator. I was like, what? People buy wooden ones? You know, so, so a lot of people are like that. So it's just a matter of, oh shoot, I saw this uh, on a search result. You know what? I, I, I would get it. And that's an important part of you know, products on Amazon, you know, there's two different ways of doing products that Tim Jordan talked about in a recent episode of Project X that's in Freedom Tickets, like the better, better mousetrap, you know, is one of them. And so that, that's kind of like what we're talking about here. So, so what, what does that mean? You know, when you're, when you're talking about a new product that doesn't really exist, but all it takes is somebody seeing it and they, they like the, they like the functionality that they never knew existed before. So as you guys know, I've always talked about how you know, Amazon is not Kickstarter. It's not Indiegogo. You don't make an invention and have success on Amazon. Now, now that's not in, you know, uh, that's not an all encompassing statement. What I mean is you cannot take something that there is zero demand for and expect to have a success immediately. All right. Because if nobody's searching for it, nobody's going to buy your product. I mean, that, that just makes sense, right? You know, like I'm just looking here at my desk, what I have in front of here, you know, I have a, a phone case. Sure, a lot of people are searching for iPhone XR phone case, but if this was a phone case that actually served as a, you know, v coronavirus detection, you know, thing, meter or something, well, nobody is searching coronavirus detection phone case because they don't know something like that exists. However, if you think that just, that people searching for just the regular keyword iPhone XR phone case and they, all it takes is for them to see this and they're like, Hey, that looks interesting. I didn't even know that exists. You know, I was searching for a, just a regular iPhone XR phone case, but this looks interesting. Something that connect, can detect coronavirus. Sure, I'll get this one instead, right? So that's the case. Sometimes you can make assumptions and those are the situations where something innovative, something new can get traction. You're not trying to create completely non-existent demand. You're, you're in this situation, you're capitalizing on demand for something similar and it's, you're just like educating the buyer that there is something else out there that's even better that's available, all right? Now, in that case, you're not really looking at data. Sure, maybe there's data on, on Pinterest and Etsy that you see something is trending, but you're, you don't have Amazon data that can validate the demand and validate your product idea. Almost everything on Amazon, when we talk about product research and product vidil, uh, validity, yeah, that's, that's a new word, <laughs> validity, right, is, is hey, I'm going to look at X-Ray on Helium 10 and check the sales. I'm going to look at Magnet and Cerebro and look at the search volume of keywords and things like that. You know, there's lots and lots of Amazon data out there that you can use to validate your, your product ideas. But sometimes if you're going super unique, there's not a lot of data. And that was the case with that wooden X-Ray. We didn't have four or five sellers doing $10,000 that we can say, yep, there's definitely demand for a wooden X-Ray. You know, we, we couldn't look, reverse ASIN and Cerebro, you know, that kind of thing and look at all the keywords that they're ranking for. But we had an idea that the egg tray would sell just if they saw it because we we saw on Pinterest and Etsy that there was demand for wooden ones and stuff that looked like farmhouse or rustic decor. So 
That's like one of the reasons you do a PPC test listing. So what we did on that egg tray was we went to Etsy because that, that was where we saw some wooden ones and we bought like 10 of them. And then I created a new listing, sent those 10 into Amazon FBA. I don't have to send it to FBA, but if, I, if I'm an FBA seller, I like to have apples to apples comparison. If I'm gonna be selling on FBA, I wanna see what uh, an FBA listing is gonna do, all right? So I sent, we sent those 10 ones. I, actually, I think it might've been up to 30. Uh, Tim Jordan went kind of crazy on that one. We sent it in to Amazon. Now, now we're not gonna make money on this, most likely we're not going to because we've got to pay full retail price for these from Etsy. If you can't buy this, your product ID on Etsy, what, what's something else you can do? You can buy a competitor's product and just, you know, repackage it. You can get, you know, 10 samples from your factory. There's different ways to, to go about it. But by any means, we bought these from Etsy and we sent them into Amazon. And then what we did was we created, uh, we, we weren't going to do any like search, find, buy or ranking campaigns. It was 100% PPC just uh, thus the, the the way that Tim names this PPC test listing. So we created a three different PPC campaigns, just like we do in, in the in our ads tool in Helium 10. It, we created an auto campaign, a broad campaign with not not that huge budget. The the one that had the big budget is the manual exact campaign because we have remember we have this idea that hey I can get traction on this keyword egg tray. I can get traction on this keyword a holder. So we got to test that, you know, if people see our wooden one on page one of these search results, will people interact with it? In other words, will they click on it? All right. Um, now here's the, here's the thing. I am not doing a highly optimized listing. I do not do a highly optimized listing. Uh, I like to, to, to do listings that just have the, the keywords and, and they're not really, you know, made to convert because my main way that I'm getting data is just by the clicks, all right? What information am I getting with a click on a poor listing that's at, at price high? I didn't mention that, but I also priced this high. Like, so the egg tray we had listed at like $75, something ridiculous like that when we were planning to sell it for like 25 or less. So what data am I getting? Like, why is that great data if, if I'm getting clicks in PPC? Now, here's the thing. So I do a high bid on it, an exact manual campaign, because I'm trying to get to the very top of page one, right? Now, sure, I might get a lot of impressions and that's one thing, but if somebody is clicking on a listing with zero reviews that doesn't have a great main image and is a really, really high price, there's gotta be some buyer intent there, right? I mean, why in the world would they click that? So I get kind of excited when I can get clicks, when I can get PPC clicks, on a bad listing with a not great image at a super high price. Because, I mean, think about it again. Guys, I talk about this over and over again. We talked about this in the episode a few episodes back that I had on uh, with Shivali uh, about mindset. I'm thinking like a buyer instead of thinking like a seller. You know, think like a buyer, guys. If you're buying something on Amazon, you search something, you see something that is ridiculously priced. I mean, are you gonna even click on it? If you're like, oh, that's ridiculous. I would never buy that at $80 for an egg tray. Well, what's wrong with them, you know? Of course you're not gonna click on it. And, and it, the image doesn't look good. If if you're clicking on it, there's gotta be some buyer intent. It must have intrigued you so much. You're like, wow, this egg tray looks super good. You know what? It's a high price, but you know what? I I would consider buying it. Let me just see what else it has, you know? I mean, there's gotta be some buyer intent uh, for you to click on it. Otherwise, you're not gonna click on it. So that's the, the first benefit of doing these PPC test listings at these high prices. Any clicks show are going to show some buyer intent. You know, impressions are that kind of just validates the search volume. You know, 
and validates how many different products your listing would be tied to, you know, uh, in PPC. Sure, that's great, but that that's not enough to get you excited. You already know what the search volume is thanks to Helium 10. But when you see clicks, you can get excited there because you're like, wow, there's some buyer intent for this even at a high price. We're like, man, if if I had a a better listing and a lower price, uh, imagine what I could do, what damage I could do on Amazon. The other thing that it's good is a lot of people use only PPC for their launch. You know, they don't do search, find, buy, order, things like that. Or, or I mean, just at the very least, PPC is a part of your launch strategy. I, I would say more than 90% of sellers, you're, you're doing PPC from day one, right? I mean, I, I have never had a listing where I don't do PPC from day one. And you cannot go by PPC bid suggestions in at Seller Central. It, you know, people always say, hey, how come Helium 10 doesn't, doesn't show in an x-ray or their tools what the what the bid the estimated bids are it's because it's nonsense the, the 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 stuff that you see in amazon so many times is way 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 off because i mean it, it varies by account it varies by product you know time of day you know etc cetera, etc cetera. so what you can do is like you know what i want to make sure that i get to the top of page one when i'm doing my launch what kind of bid might it take for me to get there all right if you go by just the suggested Amazon bid, many times you're going to be bidding way too high or way too low. So I like using this to see what does it take to get to page one. Now, do I need to go in, in every single keyword that I'm bidding on, go check where I'm ranking for to see where my bid is taking me? No. As soon as I do this PPC test listing, I put that ASIN into Helium 10 Keyword Tracker and I turn Boost on. Boost is that thing that allows me to check 24 times a day different uh, browsing scenarios, different browsers, different geolocations. It's trying, showing me where I show up organically and in sponsored ads, all right? So then now I can see like, oh man, I did a $2 bid, but Helium 10 Keyword Tracker is showing me that I'm only on position 10 in sponsored, like consistently throughout the day, meaning that I'm at the bottom of page one, maybe for sponsored ads. Now I know I need to raise my bid, most likely. All right, so, so that's very helpful. Now And then now I know like, okay, even though, Amazon is telling me I only needed $1.50. You know what? And when I'm launching this product, if I launch this product for real, I know now that I need to put the bid at $3. So there's another benefit of why you would do this test listing. All right, it's time for our BTS of the day, Bradley's 30 seconds. Here's my 30 second tip. One of the common questions I get when people are talking about PPC test listings is like, wait a minute, I'm in Europe or I'm in Mexico or or I'm in Asia and I'm trying to sell on amazon.com, how can I do a PPC test listing when I can't fulfill this product from here? You know, I don't have Etsy here. I can't buy this product here. Well, there's different ways. Uh, one of the ways is guys, just get a friend, get a friend who's in the country that you're trying to sell in. We've got the Helium 10 members Facebook group, the FBA High Rollers Facebook group, where there are tens of thousands of people in there and we always suggest networking guys. So find a friend and just say, hey, can I send, uh, you know, can I buy five products from Etsy and then, you know, if I sell it, you'll send it to them. Hopefully you have a friend that you'd be willing to share your product idea with and that you think you would trust. If not, you might not be, have done enough networking. So guys, networking is key. You can get a third-party warehouse to do it maybe to, to fulfill these five orders for you, but you know, it's usually third-party warehouses don't like dealing with stuff like that. So like I said, guys, it's just as simple as having a friend or a family member in the country that you're trying to sell in and send them the products and then have, you know, pay for their UPS label where all they have to do is print out a UPS label, slap it on the box if you sell a product, and then you're going to get your data that way. Now, here's the, the thing that gets me the most excited. In the beginning, 
I'm putting a high price, not just to, to kind of like get excited about the buyer intent, but if I actually sell a product, oh my goodness gracious, that is where it's like, you know what? I need to hurry up and make this product because if I can sell a wooden egg tray for 70 bucks with a poor listing, imagine what I could do with a $25 listing that's fully optimized with nice images and great copy, et cetera. So that's like the, the holy grail there. Now, every single product I've done with Project 5K since then, I have, I've done test listings on almost, no, I take that back. Uh, not every, like 95% of the products. There, there was a couple where I didn't do a test listing. There's actually one I'm about to launch on Amazon for Project X that I didn't want to show you guys because I know you guys are all watching the Project X account and some of you guys saw my PPC test listings and I would get messages like, hey, Bradley, I see you testing this product, but there's a funny product that will be launched probably like a month from now. If you're, if you're listening to this live or when I first launched this episode, it's probably not there yet, but I, I wanted to kind of surprise you. So, so, so not, okay. I, so again, not every product I have done a PPC test listing, but almost all of them I have. And let me just talk about my experiences with it so far. So my personal method is I want to save money. I have found that I can actually get some great data with less than five units and just doing fulfilled by merchant because I'm going after super, super niche ones where there's like the coffin shelf where there's almost no competition. So all of those products on 5K I did, uh, I, I did it just fulfilled by merchant. I would buy four or five units from Etsy or another thing I've done is like there was one where I, I couldn't, it was, really wasn't on Etsy, but it was like in, uh, ah, it was in one of those um, brick and mortar stores. I forgot which, which one it was, but, uh, but it, it, there was a, like a, a store that's in the malls and they actually had it. It was like Urban Outfitters or something, something like that. And I just went there and bought three units. All right. And then I put two of them on Amazon. And then the other one, I always just keep here in order to send as a sample to China, to my factory to see if they can make something like it. All right. So I always buy one extra that I have on hand. All right. So I buy it. I throw it up. I fulfill by merchant. If I usually try and go two X, at least two X, if not three or four X on the price. All right. So if my target retail price is $30, I'm putting it at 60 to $90. I just take some simple pictures or I just use the pictures from Etsy. I use a throwaway UPC number and, and I just throw it up. Remember these ASINs I never use again. You know, that's a common question I get. It's like, all right, you did the test listing. Now, is that where you're going to make the real listing? No. Um, you know, you're going to lose your honeymoon period. If you do that, I, this is a throwaway listing that I'm never, ever going to use. So I throw it up there I make a listing. I, I already do all my keyword research of what I think is going to get traction, right? What I think is going to get traction, what I think Amazon is going to relate me to. I start those three PPC campaigns, one auto, one broad with some short tail keywords, you know, like for, for, if it was the wooden egg tray is my product, I might do egg tray, egg holder, even though I'm putting those in my exact manual, I, I'm putting those in the broad as well, because I want to get, just see some random activity for like, you know, egg holder kitchen or egg holder countertop. You know, I want to see some of those long tail keywords. And then here's my strategy for, I do the highest bid. I'll usually go like $3, just eat. If Amazon's suggesting $1, I'll go $3 in my exact manual campaign. And whatever that one is, I go half of that, my broad campaign. So if I go $3 in my exact manual, I go $1.50 in my broad. And then in my auto, I'm just in the auto. I'm not really concerned about that because I already know what my main keywords are. I just want to just see some random ones that if I get some really cool traction on that, that I missed in my keyword research, then when I launch this product, I just have that much more great data. I'm going to put those in an exact manual campaign right off the bat. 
So $3 is my exact manual bid usually, unless I'm in a super competitive niche, I might go $5. I go half that for the broad, and then I go half of the broad for the for the auto campaign. So again, in my, my one scenario, it's, I go $3, dollar uh, fifty and seventy five cents. All right. Uh, I usually do like ten to fifteen dollar uh, budget per campaign per day, and then I throw it up there on Amazon. I put all those main keywords that I think I'm going to get traction for, and I think that I'm relevant for, into a keyword tracker with Boost on. And then from day one, I'm looking at my keyword tracker where I'm showing up, and then and then I adjust the bid. And then you know after a couple of days, I'm starting to look at my PPC data. Where am I getting clicks? Is that and are the clicks consistent? Like at a consistent price. Um, do I need to raise the bid? Do I need to lower the bid? If I get enough, sometimes if I do 10 keywords, sometimes if I do 10 keywords in an exact campaign, I'm only going to get big traction on like three or four of them. If I start getting enough clicks and enough data from those three or four keywords, I'll pause those. And then I'll hopefully, you know, Amazon shows me for, for those other ones. And that, that, that's literally the, the, the blueprint of what I do in my, in my PPC test listings. And now for almost every single one, they have turned, they have worked out. In other words, uh, I, I see clicks showing buyer intent, and then I actually see purchases. Sometimes I don't get the purchases right away at like $80, and that's fine. After like five days or six days, and I've got at least four, five, six, seven clicks from each of my main keywords, I've got the data, I see the buyer intent. Now what I do every day is I start lowering the price by like five or $10, just to see. If I have to lower the price all the way to what the regular retail price is gonna, going to be, you know what? That gives me a pause. I'm like, you know what? I might not launch this product. Like if, if in my PPC test listing, I have to lower the price all the way down to $30 and, and 30 was my original target. I'm not sure if there's enough demand for this. That's just my personal philosophy right there. Almost everything that I've done, I always can get it like at 50% above the price because again, I'm not competing with many people. I love, love, love in Project 5K going after niches that are super unique where there's almost no competition. All right. So, so there's no reason that I should, that I need to lower the price too much. All right. Now, now if you, if you, if you've got five other sellers out there, well, you don't even need to do a, a PPC testing. You've got enough Amazon data to probably launch your product. I'm just talking about these ones where I'm trying to do something unique and new that I don't think anybody else has. All right. I'm trying to like do some really cool differentiation or just go in with a, a brand new product that, hasn't really been on Amazon. It's only on Etsy and Pinterest or, or other websites, right? So if I had to lower the price too much just to get rid of my inventory, then that's a problem. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sell it. And so that, that's my strategy, all right? Those five units, I'm not gonna make all my money back. Sometimes I do make my money back. Sometimes I even make money on those, you know? Because if I buy it from 40 bucks from Etsy and I sell it for $70, well, I, I pretty much made my money back on it. So I wait to see if I sell it out. And then as soon as I sell like the first or second one, when I've made my decision, I'm like, you know what? This is going to be a good product to go with. I go ahead and remember I had an extra sample that I would buy from Etsy or wherever. I send that to my sourcing agent in China. I'm like, all right, here, take this uh, product. And this is what I want to do differently, but this is the quality I need, et cetera, et cetera. Now, remember the other benefit uh, of doing this is not just validating my buyer intent, but I'm also getting those bids uh, of what potentially uh, is going to happen when I launch the product. Now, now bids change over time and, and everything, you know, but, but they change by account, but, you know, theoretically speaking, I'm going to be selling on, on this one account, you know, the same account. So I, I know what it's going to take for me to get to a, a page one sponsored result, what kind of bid it might take and what other people are bidding. Now, here's, what are some situations where I, I 
because of this PPC Tesla scene, I actually said no. And I've talked about this before in Project 5K, but I remember there was this, this magnet product and it seemed really, really good. I was like, wow, this product, there's only one seller and the price seems kind of high. So I went and threw it up there on, on Amazon. I did a very similar listing as uh, compared to the other seller, but I just could not get traction on it. I could not get traction. I kept lowering and lowering the price. And the only way I got it, I got it to finally sell the, the samples I had in is if I lowered the price almost all the way to what the existing seller was doing. So I was like, it must be very, very limited demand for this. And everybody just loves this other product. In, in addition, Amazon was telling me all my bids were like $1.50, $1.25. That's what you need. All right. It was not that at all. I ended up having, I ended up having to do it was my cost per click on those were like three fifty and four dollars. So again, if I went with the Amazon suggested bids, I would have been totally off. So, and then at that three fifty or four dollar cost per click, that just ate up a lot of the profit margins on that product. So that's a case where I, I you know, invested about one hundred fifty bucks on on these uh, samples and and on my test, and it didn't work out. But guess what? Sure, I, I was out maybe, you know, 75 bucks. I lost 75 bucks because I, I sold the products, you know, at a loss. But isn't that much better than imagine if I invested three, four, five thousand dollars for this product and then found out the hard way that there wasn't enough demand and that the cost per click was too high and it's gonna eat up my profit. That's why you do the PPC test listing if you're not fully sure. Guys, if there's not enough data on Amazon to validate what you're trying to do, this PPC test listing method is absolutely the way to go. Now, again, I, I want to reiterate here, this is not a necessity for every single product on Amazon. There are tons of niches you can get into where you're just looking at, you're, you're not maybe differentiating too, too much. And there's three, four, five competitors that you know, I mean, you can see what they're doing and you can see all the data on Amazon. You can see the keywords, you can see their sales and things. And yeah, you don't need, you might not need to do a PPC test list. Now in that situation, you still could. All right, like if you really, really wanted to dial in your PPC from day one and you know what bid uh, exactly you're gonna need to do, sure, you know, you can still do a PPC testing, but you don't need to do it for like the validation of, of your product. So again, to review under what circumstance would I do it? This is if I'm trying to get into a niche where I'm doing something completely new and innovative that I'm not sure I can get traction for. And again, I am not talking about creating demand, all right? If you have a brand new invention, I'll say this a million times, do not think you're gonna get traction on Amazon. However, let's say I have a new invention or a better mousetrap, as Tim Jordan calls it, where it's just adds something unique that nobody has thought about for a certain product. And there's no keyword that, that, that exists for it to describe the, this new innovation, this new better mousetrap that I created. My uh, theory is that all it's gonna take is for me to get eyeballs on this from my target market, right? I need to get eyeballs on it from my target market and they're gonna like it and they're gonna buy it. How do I get eyeballs on this from my target market? Well, I gotta think what is my target market buying that's very similar to this with a certain need. You know, let's say my target market is 20 to 25 year old females. Well, there's a billion products out there that, that a 20 to 25 year old female might be getting, but you know, or might be interested in, sure, I could show up into those search results, but that that's not the best way to go about it. I want to get my target market in a buying scenario where their mindset is already geared somewhat towards my product. For example, uh, let's say my target market was, you know, 40 to 45 year old stay-at-home moms and dads. 
All right. Sure. I, I could, I could, I could have adult puzzle for adult puzzle, stay at home keyword. And, and that's my target market. My target market might see that, but if I've got an egg tray, you know, the, the, they're not mentally prepared to buy an egg tray. Sure. I could probably sell some, but if, if, if I'm looking to target that exact market and have them in the mindset to buy a product like mine, what am I looking for? I want to see how I do under the egg tray or egg holder or de decorative egg holder. If they're searching for that, they weren't searching. They, they might not have been searching for a wooden one. Otherwise they would have typed in wooden egg tray. They might not know a wooden egg tray exists, but if I can show up at the top of the search results for a keyword where the buyer's mindset is already predisposed to buy something like my product, that's what I want to do. That's where I'm going to get the good data from. So if they're looking for a decorative egg holder in their mind, they might have been looking for a ceramic one, right? Or, 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 a, or a fancy metal colored one or something like that. So if I show my wooden one in a search result like that, that's where I'm going to get good data from. And that's where I'm going to know, is my theory correct? That somebody who is searching for a decorative wooden egg holder, is my theory correct that they would consider a wooden one, even though they might have been thinking about it. All right. So I hope you guys understand this, this is a very, very, in my opinion, a very valuable point here that, that can help you. And, and it's just kind of like a, a mentality thing, the way you got to think about tackling this. All right. So PPC Tesla scenes, guys, we go more into uh, detail of it in, in the original project X, which is in your freedom ticket uh, program. Um, you guys can, you know, if you're wondering what is project X, you, you can go to YouTube and just type in helium 10 project X. And this whole theory was, was explained in detail. Uh, even two years ago, it's still valid today. It wasn't quite two years ago. It was like a year and a half ago. Just It's in episode uh, three, episode three and episode four in Project X. And if you've, you're a Helium 10 member and you've got the full uh, Freedom Ticket training program, it's also in there in inside uh, week, uh, week one or week two, uh, I believe, in your Freedom Ticket. But this is something that I use constantly, guys. I used it almost 40 times last year as kind of like a go, no-go uh, test for me on all those products I launched. And if you guys are not completely sure if you've got a product that you should get into, I know so many of you guys are like, wait, like a year and like you have analysis paralysis and you're like, oh, I don't know. This is like, I think it's a good idea. If you're like that, guys, PPC testing might be the way to go. You know, it, it's not a huge risk. You might invest 100, 150 bucks into it. And then it's going to put your mind more at ease to actually invest that two, three, four, five thousand $5,000 when you can see it kind of validated. All right, so I uh, hope you guys, uh, this strategy helps you guys. This is something that can help sellers of, of any level, regardless of uh, if you're a brand new seller or you're an existing seller. I highly suggest using this and um, hope to uh, share some more strategies with you in a future episode. Talk to you guys later.